Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. America's the greatest country in the world. This is not Armstrong or Getty. Mike Slater in San Diego filling in with the great 80s. Oh, I'm disappointed too. Don't Please. I'm right with you. You're, you're on the... You're on the right station. It's not, it's not you, it's me. I'm in the wrong place. Armstrong Getty, uh, I don't know where they are. They're on vacation or at the White House or Cabo. I don't know. They're gallivanting. They're gallivanting somewhere. Uh, I'm a friend of Armstrong Getty for many years. I admire these guys deeply. One of our uh, more frequent family conversations, uh, it goes something like this. My wife will say, oh, Angie, we're hilarious this morning. By the way, I've never heard her say anything like that about my show, but that's fine. Uh, oh, they were hilarious. I was cracking up. And I'm like, oh, what did they say? What was the I, – I forget. But it was great. Oh, you had, it was, you had to be there. Every day it's you had to be on the Armstrong. So I am not funny. And not only am I not funny, this hour is about monkeypox. So like, that's like the least funny topic there is. Or as Tucker Carlson is calling it, schlong COVID, which that's – that's pretty good. Schlong COVID. Maybe Angie a monkey pies. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not starting any rumors. That's not my place to say. You know, they want to rename monkey pox. They want to change the name. Too much stigma. 
too much stigma. Uh, the other day on my local show, we talked about uh, this this big effort. So you know, there's this effort by the left to make you eat bugs. Well, they're kind of skipping over that. They're moving the Overton window a little further down that road, and they're really pushing uh, cannibalism, which is weird. And Richard Dawkins, like the brilliant scientist, Richard Dawkins, he says we really need to promote lab-grown human meat so that we can move past the taboo of cannibalism. That's a real quote from Richard Dawkins. And I thought, I, I don't know. I think th- uh, taboos are pr- there for a reason. You know, taboos are good. It's good that things are taboo. Also, stigmas are good. There's a reason certain things have a stigma. You should listen to that. This is the head of the WHO. The stigma and discrimination can be as dangerous as any virus. That's not true. (laughs) Viruses are more dangerous than stigmas. I just want to be very clear. Like a virus, not this virus can't kill you, but some viruses can kill you. That's more dangerous than a stigma. And can fuel the outbreak. As we have seen with COVID-19, misinformation and disinformation can spread rapidly online. So we call on all social media platforms, tech companies, and news organizations to work with us to prevent and counter harmful information. That's right. Shut them down. Shut you down. If you dare even call it monkeypox. The uh, New York City Health Department wants to change the name as well. They did with COVID, too. Remember, it was first called coronavirus, and then people started calling it like the Wuhan flu or the Kung flu, which is hilarious. That didn't take off, uh, which it should have. But they're like, oh, can't call it, can't call it the Wuhan virus. That's racist. It's racist against Asians. It creates a stigma against Asian people. <laughs> if you remember the beginning of COVID, it was conservatives. Like Senator Tom Cotton was the first person I ever heard speak out against COVID. And so, so Republicans were saying it was a big deal. So therefore, it was the Democrats who were like, no, don't be racist. It's great. Come on down to Chinatown. It's the Chinese New Year. It's great. Nancy Pelosi's in Chinatown. The head of the New York City Health Department's in Chinatown. Oh, come on. Italy had literally Hug a Chinese Day. I'm not kidding. They called it Hug a Chinese Day. Okay. So because they were so concerned about stigma, they're like, oh, everyone swap spit, breathe in it. Throw up in each other's mouths. It's great. No, don't have stigma about it. Everyone's so worried about the stigma. <laughs> stigma. So they had to change the name of uh, Wuhan flu because heaven forbid we name it after you know the place where it was made. Even though that's what we do with diseases, and they named it uh, COVID. So now we got to change the name Monkey Box. You don't want to call it Monkey Box. Oh, there's a lot of stigma to uh, I don't know, monkeys. I don't know. What the problem with monkeypox even is, but uh, last this is uh, Fox Business. This is uh, Kennedy's show. Kennedy, you got uh, we got uh, two gals and a straight guy and a gay guy. As for monkeypox, I, I think there's a pretty good rule in life: uh, don't attend gay orgies. Uh, when you look at the New England Journal's report of the five hundred orgies they reviewed, Ned, come on, man, it's not what? about gay. How about no, not any orgies? Go look at. Go look at the New England Journal's report that NBC News reported on on Friday in which of the 528 cases they reviewed, 95% were between sex between men. I think we actually have to have a serious conversation about where this is coming from. When I'm done, Brad, you can talk. Instead of going crazy and declaring a national pandemic when 3,000 people have it right now, it's insane. I don't know, man. You don't have to be gay to get monkeypox, and uh, you don't have to be bigoted when you talk about treating something that is that easily spread. Oh, you're bigoted. 
You're being a bigot. Why? Uh, because in our culture today, you can't talk about behavior. Everything is about feelings and identity, and you can't ever talk about behavior. There can never be accountability, personal responsibility, any of those things that are related to actual behavior. You can judge feelings, intent, and identity. That's the only things that matter. And this is such a stupid conversation. The uh, HIV.gov, a government website, HIV.gov. Uh, heterosexual people make up 23% of all HIV diagnoses. 23%. Uh, gay men are 70% of new HIV cases in America. Now, they break it down in all these different irrelevant ways, like race, religion, region of the country. And it, I mean, you could break it down based off your favorite baseball team. It doesn't matter. It's the behavior that matters. And it's the specific behavior and the type of behavior that happens to engage a body part that best transmits blood the easiest and blah, and it's the type of person who engages in the most of this sexual behavior ten this is, this is the most authoritative statistics on this and it's just a numbers game there's nothing bigoted about data 10 percent of gay men have over 100 partners and 17 percent have between 30 and 100 so 25 percent of gay men have over 30 sexual partners of the men who the gay men who have more than 100 partners 20% of those have more than 400 sexual partners. 400. So the more often you have sex with strangers, it's your greater likelihood of getting a sexually transmitted disease. Like, what would, what's bigoted about that? So really, monkeypox, it's a disease amongst those people. It's not even just gay. It's like people with 400 sexual partners. Because it's just the more likely you are, right? This is common sense. There's nothing bigoted about this. I will not get monkeypox. It's not going to happen. I'm never going to get a sexually transmitted disease. Not going to happen. Because I am not going to engage in the behavior that would lead to getting that disease. That is no more bigoted to say than it is for me to say I will never die in a bungee jumping accident. I, Mike Slater, filling in for Armstrong Getty today, will never die in a bungee jumping accident. It will never happen because I will never go bungee jumping. I will never die in a paragliding accident because I will never paraglide. I will never get monkeypox because I do not engage in the behavior that is most likely to transmit monkeypox. Now, when COVID was spreading around, right in the beginning, you know, everyone, I, we all said that eventually everyone will get COVID. Everyone's going to get COVID. Everyone's all cowering in fear. Oh, I don't want to get the COVID. Everyone's going to get it. Why? Because we all engaged in the behavior that leads to receiving COVID. And that behavior... It's called breathing. So if you engage in breathing, then you will get COVID. And that's why everyone's gotten COVID. That's not how monkeypox spread. Monkeypox is not spread during, uh, by breathing. And for the left, and, and in this case, conservatives on Fox, to say that, for me to say that is bigoted. Like, I'm so sick of this PC nonsense. It's ridiculous. By the way, you want to talk about stigma, okay? These conservatives on Fox and the WHO, they're so uh, concerned about stigma. Oh, we don't want stigma. How about the unvaccinated? You guys sure love stigma with the unvaccinated. The Atlantic ran an article saying the unvaccinated belong on a no-fly list. You weren't even allowed to fly on an airplane. The Baltimore Health Department, uh, Leanna Wen, uh, said unvaccinated people should not be allowed to leave their homes. She said, you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, 
But then you can't go out in public. Is that stigma? Noam Chomsky said the unvaccinated should remove themselves from society. What about that stigma? No, that does, that's fine. That's a good stigma. Okay. Hmm. Why? What's going on here? Why can the left not admit the science of how monkeypox spreads? There's a, a, a pretty deep cultural and philosophical thing going on here that I want to explain in more detail next. Mike Slater in San Diego filling in for the great Armstrong and Getty. Spread the word. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mike Slater in San Diego filling in for the great Armstrong and Getty. All right, we're going deep here. Going deep. We warmed up for the last two and a half hours. That's been two and a half hours. All right, let's go. We're doing this, all right? You ready? Monkeypox. 95% of the people who have it are gay men, and you can't say that fact, which is weird, because we just had Pride Month and drag queens and schools and all this stuff, and, and all of a sudden now you can't say the word gay. 
You how dare you even talk about it. This is the Dems version of Don't Say Gay. Remember the, remember the outrage over Ron DeSantis for his Don't Say Gay bill, which wasn't even that, right? And then like the New York, New York City advertising, the city went like, they did like this ad blitz with like, come to New York City, we say gay here, or whatever. So there's this whole like outrage over Ron DeSantis, Don't Say Gay, and here I am saying the word gay, and you're a bigot, how dare you? What's going on here? What's going on here? Why can't the left, why can't the medical community, why can't the scientific community say the truth here about how monkeypox is predominantly spread? Why can't they say anything potentially that could be seen as negative against homosexuality? I'll explain. It's because anything that undermines the nuclear family has to be celebrated. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to back that up here with some really boring history, but it's important to know. This is why the left calls the nuclear family white supremacy. The Smithsonian put out that document. It's calling the nuclear family white supremacy. Why? Go back to the 30s. The Marxists were distraught, wondering why there has been no Marxist revolution in Germany in particular, but many other countries where Marx predicted there would be this Marxist revolution. And it didn't happen. And they're like, what ha why didn't it happen? Why did these countries instead follow the fascist leaders? Like Hitler in Germany and Mussolini in Italy. What's the deal? There's a huge difference between fascism and communism. Like Hitler hated the communists. Right? He blamed all the problems in Germany on the communists. So all the communists, the Marxists, are like, what gives? Why did the people follow the fascists? And their conclusion was, the intellectuals, the Marxist intellectuals, their conclusion was that people did not understand how oppressed they really were. Economic oppression wasn't enough. People needed to see how oppressed they were in countless and every other way. Not just economically oppressed, but also oppressed by their race, oppressed by their gender, oppressed by their sexual desires that they're not allowed to engage in everything. That's point one. Point two, the academics, communists, uh, also noted that the working class in Germany, who mostly supported Hitler, had strong nuclear families with a strong authoritarian father figure. And then these children, when they grew up, they concluded that these people, these, these kids who are now adults, looked for a strong authoritarian figure in their government leaders as well, like a Hitler. So their conclusion, I'm not making this up, I'm not, I'm not saying this is my conclusion, this is their conclusion, is we need to break up the family. We need to break up that strong nuclear family. Oh, Slater, that's ridiculous. Here's Herbert Marcuse. He was the, one of the top guys at the Frankfurt School. He's a philosopher. He said the body, the body, like the sexual body in its entirety should become a thing to be enjoyed, an instrument of pleasure. Why? This change in the value and scope in sexual relationships would lead to, would lead to, so which comes first? The change in the value of sexual relationships. That would lead to what? A disintegration of the institutions in which the private interpersonal relations have been organized, particularly the monogamic and patriarchal family, the nuclear family. Sexual liberation leads to a breakdown, in his word, a disintegration of the nuclear family. So they did it. In Hungary, there's a quick-lived Marxist revolution there. Special lectures were organized in schools, literature printed and distributed to instruct children about free love, about the nature of sexual intercourse, about the archaic nature of family codes, about the outdatedness of monogamy and the irrelevance of religion, which deprives man of all pleasure. Children urged thus to reject and deride parental authority and the authority of the church 
and to ignore precepts of morality. So you see it? You get it? See what I'm getting at here? The family is where sexual codes are enforced. So if they can destroy the sexual codes, they can break up the family. Monogamy, lifelong marriage, the foundation uh, of a family, therefore the foundation of our country. And then they can usher in any political revolution they want. This is Christopher Hitchens saying the exact same thing I just said, but in a British accent. I, I believe that education about uh, sex education is important in, in preventing the negative aspects of sex. Ever and since we had sex education, we've had more abortion. We've had more out of wedlock uh, and, and, and early pregnancy. We've had more sexually transmitted disease. Uh, I, don't, I can't actually establish, because the work hasn't been done, that sex education leads to these things. But if its stated purpose is to reduce them, then it has failed abjectly ever since it began. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's a, a mathematical connect, connection. In this country, sex education has been accompanied by an increase in all the things it claims to, it claims to prevent and, uh, and, and contain. Well, you, you assert that, and correlation well, and causation are not, are not the same. But, but let, 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 me, let me ask you this, then. In, in place of sex education, would att which attempts to reduce the negative aspects of, of, of sex, such as unwanted pregnancies and STDs, what would you have in its place? No, it ain't in its place. I don't think it's the business of schools to te teach people how to put condoms on hockey sticks and bananas. I think it's, it, 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 they, the, the schools are not there for this purpose. I think sex education, I think is what George Lukács thought when he introduced it during the Hungarian uh, Bolshevik uh, uprising, uh, was, was always an attempt to debauch and demoralize, uh, demoralize Christian societies. That's what its purpose is. Mm. It, but children are going to have sex. Teenagers are going to have they? sex. Yes. Are they? Yes. Are you sure? Uh, are, they, are, they, are they going to have sex un, under all that, circumstances? That, that, that 16 year olds shouldn't I'm have saying, sex. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that people shouldn't have sex outside marriage. That's my belief. And so how do you, how do you in, engender that? So I, I don't believe there are any... By having a strong moral system which, 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 which makes it plain that this is how people should behave. And Talked about the Hungarian Bolshevik Marxist revolution, demoralize and debauch a society. That is why the entire medical community today cannot tell you the truth about monkeypox and how it is spread, because it would stigmatize something that they are trying to celebrate. Mike Slater, filling in for the great Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mike Slater in San Diego, filling up the great Armstrong and Getty today. Longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty. Thanks for having me here. Uh, I don't know. They'll be back eventually. <laughs> Sometime. Um, Will, hey, I got breaking. So I'm a little distracted. I'm distracted because uh, my, my life has changed completely. Will Smith has come out as gay. No, he's come out and has apologized. To Chris Rock for slapping. So I know this changes the trajectory of your day entirely, but Chris, Chris uh, Will Smith apologizing, deeply remorseful. There's a video uh, that he made, and you'll sur- surely hear it. Uh, and uh, it's just, he feels so bad. Uh, Will Smith, remember, slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Will Smith will not tolerate other men making jokes about his wife. He will not tolerate it. He will, however, tolerate other men having sex with his wife, which is a weird standard i don't quite he's in an open had open marriage so like that's fine but don't say anything he's a man of principle is what i'm getting at will smith is a man of principle. my my big reveal remember when this first happened on my show we were talking a lot about it it's man money can't buy happiness it cannot buy happiness. it can buy you know my ties in cabo which is maybe where ang are i don't know where they are but it sure can't buy happiness. And look no further than super famous, super rich movie star who is miserable. Absolutely miserable. Uh, so I want to stick with the, it's sort of with monkey pox and sort of what we were talking about in the last segment, but uh, a little bit bigger. So uh, you may have heard it like a week or so ago, Gavin Newsom went to D.C. and received an award for California's education system. <laughs> Received an award because our education system here in California is so great. And you're like, what? How can that possibly be? I could give you every statistic. Every, every statistic is shameful about the public education system in California. I'll just pick one here because this is the most recent number that I've learned. This may not even be the worst number. It's just the most recent. This is a survey of kids in California public schools, exiting the eighth grade, entering high school, are they high school ready? 47% of white kids are high school ready, white eighth graders, 71% of Asian kids, 15% of black kids, and 23% of Hispanic kids. What in the world? That is abysmal. How could you possibly 
How can this system exist? How can this still go on? Like, if you told me there was a, this, they did this survey, and 99% of white kids were ready for high school, and only 90% of black kids were ready for high school. I would come on the Armstrong and Getty Show if they were kind enough to let me and my Slater fill in. I would come on the Armstrong and Getty Show, and I'd say, hey, everyone, listen, we got a big problem here. We must address this. In California public schools, only 90% of black kids are ready for high school. 90% of eighth graders are ready for high school. This is a huge issue that we need to get to the bottom of because it's very bad for our future. And that's if it was 90%. I'd be, I'd be like, well, we got it. We got it. It's not 90. It's 15. 15% of black kids are ready. 47% of white kids. What, what? So... How can this be award-worthy? <laughs> That's the thing. We're winning awards for this. It'd be one thing if, if, if uh, the, the, like, the nation in D.C. criticized California, and then California still kept doing it. But no, they're getting awards from D.C. So what's the award really about? It's not about academics. The award states that there's two aspects of education. There's the academic education, but then there's also what they now call whole child education. If you hear whole child education, flag on the field, take that flag out and throw it in. That's bad news because they know you're on to them, right? They can't say critical race theory anymore. They, they now say social emotional learning. Watch out for that. But now when they can't say that anymore, they say, oh, it's just whole child education. Whole child education. What's that mean, Slater? Well, here's the award. Uh, California is demonstrating intentional, comprehensive investment, so it's more money, of funding, investment of funding, and other resources that recognize and honor whole child approaches to education, not only instruction. So there they are. They're talking about the academic instruction aspect and also the whole child, which means they're fundamentally different. And we got an award because of our whole child education. What is that? What is whole child education? Well, uh, part of it is opening the horizons of kindergartners into their sexual beingness. That's the whole child. Oh, we're just teaching kindness. That's all. Mm. Now, there's some good things. about. It. There's some good aspects. In a sane world, there would be some good aspects of whole child. Like, like in, a, in a normal country, <laughs> if, we, if we lived in a serious country, schools would teach investing and personal finance. There's all these finance things that pop up in my life, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. What is that? Right? How did I not learn about this? Right? So we would teach that in school, right? In a, in a, normal, in a normal world, we'd teach self-defense. Schools would teach self-defense. They have Krav Maga classes, right? Uh, they teach survival skills. They teach social etiquette they would teach public speaking basic car maintenance uh schools would teach like whole child they, they teach like how to eat dinner at a fancy restaurant they teach how to be safe around guns they teach like an appreciation for farming like these it's not math and science it's whole child now of course this should all be done by parents right parents for schools are a supplement but th th this is a whole child that makes sense that's not what the schools are doing <laughs> that's not california public school whole child education
If Newsom, if Gavin Newsom was leading an effort in California schools to teach social etiquette, public speaking, and woodworking as a part of a whole child approach, I'd be all for it. Their version of whole child approach is critical race theory and teaching boys to dress up like girls and use different bathrooms in the name of liberation. Oh, there's a great uh, Babylon Bee story here. Uh, let me see if I pull it up here. Uh, sneaky parents. <laughs> sneaky parents dress son up as a girl on first day of school though that, so that teachers will show him how to be a boy. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to have my son wear a dress to school so that they will try to change the gender of the girl back into a boy. That's whole child. So when your school says they're teaching whole child, run. Not good. These are not the kids. These are not the people you want teaching your kids anything. So why do I bring this up here? Well, it goes back into the monkeypox conversation, which then... Uh, well, it's, it's all of this. Sex education in schools. A lot of people think schools should be teaching sex education. This has been a thing since the 60s and the 70s. Well, how's it gone? Most people say we need more sex education in schools. That's what the whole like, transgender, all this stuff being taught in schools and integrated in all the different classrooms, all the different subjects. There is a school in, there is a school in California, La Mirada, which is voting on putting a planned parenthood in the school. They put they want to put the Planned Parenthood in the school. So we're we're so far past sex ed, it's not going to be long before we're giving abortions in school. So you know, first period math, second period science, third period abortion, fourth period study hall, then lunch, right? Like that's how and the, like the most inaccurate thing I just said is that the school day starts with math and science. Like there's no class <laughs> you just go to school to get your free free breakfast and then your abortion appointment and then your free lunch and because the abortion you just get it right down the hall right by the nurse's office so it was Planned Parenthood who wanted more sex education in the classroom now they said it's because they wanted to decrease STDs and unwanted pregnancies I'll save you all the numbers here but STDs and unwanted pregnancies in the 50s were going down and then as soon as we started teaching sex ed those numbers went back up what gives this is the great Thomas Sowell. What, what is amazing to me is how many propositions there are that are sacred without a speck of evidence and an utter defiance of all evidence that sex education was promoted on the grounds that this will reduce illegitimacy, illegitimacy teenage pregnancy, which I think is more important than the legal status of the children, and it would also reduce venereal disease. Uh, and of course, it was instituted, and teenage pregnancy and venereal diseases have shot up through the roof. Mm -hmm. I have seen practically no one say, "Let us reconsider this." Uh, we have we have become wedded to certain non-empirical propositions that, no matter what happens, these doctrines are so, and they are not to be questioned. Ah, man, so good. Biden just the other day signed an executive order that bans conversion therapy for transgender kids. All right, now this is hard to make sense of because everything's all backwards. It bans conversion therapy. Now, you would think that that would mean you wouldn't be allowed to convince a boy that he's a girl. No, it's the opposite. If a boy says he's a girl, you are not allowed to help the boy realize that he is indeed a boy. That would be conversion, they say. You're, if a boy thinks he's a girl, you have to affirm this belief. 
And to not affirm is to try to convert the boy. In their world, it would be to convert a girl then back into a boy. Or whatever. You can't do that. You have to affirm whatever the child says. And, and that's why Biden bans conversion therapy. Isn't that amazing? And as uh, Thomas Sowell said right there, you can't question anything. You can't question anything. <laughs> the vision is all that matters. So to go back to monkeypox, you can't ask any questions. You can't you know, say the truth about how monkeypox is spread and who's more susceptible to all this stuff because uh, that upsets the vision. <laughs> and their ultimate vision, as we talked about in the last segment, is to undermine the nuclear family. But you can't question this stuff. Actually, I want to let's do this when we get back. Um, I got a story here of all these doctors and scientists at the NIH, the FDA, the CDC, who are all ranging from despondent to ticked off to checked out about how political these organizations are and how the truth and real science is not being uh, shared. Because as Thomas Sowell said, it's all about the vision that matters. Mike Slater. In San Diego, MikeSlater.Locals.com. Filling it for the great Armstrong and Getty. Spread the word. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Will it start it out? Mike Slater. In San Diego, filling in for the great Armstrong and Getty. Grateful you're here. Thanks for sticking around. Fill-in hosts are the worst. Who wants a fill-in? I want Armstrong and Getty. Uh, I hear you. Me too. They'll be back, though. Uh, people too scared to say the truth, too scared to stand up for the truth. This is an article about all these uh, anonymous people at the CDC, NIH, FDA, who are frustrated, exasperated, alarmed about the direction of the agency that they've devoted their careers to. It's like a horror movie. I've been forced to watch. I can't close my eyes, a senior FDA official lamented. People are getting bad advice, and we can't say anything. It's amazing that people still listen to the the FDA or the CDC, right? It's like, oh, what does the CDC say? What does the CDC say about monkeypox? What does the CDC say about COVID? What, are you kidding me? The CDC says that men can get pregnant. Like, What are we we doing? You're going to listen to the CDC about anything? What are we talking about? On my local show in San Diego, we've talked and given some examples, and more keep popping up of a purge, an intentional purge that's happening in all the institutions of the country. It's, it's, a, it's an effort, intentional or not, to kick conservatives out of every space where they might remain. And uh, journalism and academia, that's already been successful, but now it's even in the military, med schools, bureaucracies like the FDA and the NIH. There's making it so miserable for a conservative to be there. Right? We, uh, there's a Navy readiness report that was released maybe a year ago, and all these sailors, excuse me, all these sailors said, uh, we're spending all this time with pronoun training and not how to fight wars. Well, over time, those conservatives are just going to leave the military because this is lame, and good people, good conservative people won't join the military. So pretty soon you have the military that's entirely woke in every way. Med school, you have students saying that they're learning more about how men can give birth than how women can give birth. Well, pretty soon you're just going to have conservatives who are like, well, I'm not going to exist in this system. This is ridiculous. This is, it's, it's humiliating. So they're just going to leave. And conservatives who are, are, who are currently in these systems are just going to put their head down until they retire. 
So it's a purge. And it'll take some time, but... Uh, someone says, I used to be pr- uh, proud to tell people I worked at the CDC. Now I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because of bad science. It's because their bosses are all political hacks who just ignore the science. Right? Fauci and all these other people at the top, they're, they're at their political positions. So they're concerned for themselves, their jobs, their visions of the world. As Thomas Sowell would have said earlier, he wrote a book called The Vision of the Anointed. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful book. You have to read it. So it's the vision that matters. Truth doesn't matter. Masking kids, useless. Closing schools, catastrophically wrong. Ignoring natural immunity from the jump, doesn't matter. Mandates still abound. Right? COVID is a, 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 up until January, Joe Biden said that we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. <laughs> In January, he said that. Right? All the clips of saying, oh, you got to get the vaccine, then you won't get COVID, and Biden got it. Of course, right? Four vaccines in. They've never followed the science. One CDC scientist said it's, it's shameful about what we've done to American children. One official at the FDA said, I can't tell you how many people at the FDA have told me, I don't like any of this, but I just need to make it to my retirement. <sighs> Three more years, put your head down, get your pension. I'll give you an example of the science. Uh, the CDC said that kids under, so six months to five-year-olds should get the vaccine. Six months to five-year-old, you should get the vaccine. Right? Pfizer data. This is the actual Pfizer data. They gave three doses of the vaccine to 992 kids. Their trial results, not my trial, their trial results said that if a child takes the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, they will either have a 99% lower chance of infection or, or a 370% increase chance of infection. <laughs> All right, so either it goes down 99% or increases fourfold their chance of getting COVID, which means it's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. You can't determine anything from that data. One CDC scientist, this is one of my favorite quotes of all time, said you can inject kids with it or squirt it in their face and you'll get the same result. And I love that because, like, the imagery of a doctor squirting a COVID vaccine in a kid's face and the kid, like, closing his eyes, like, like that's hilarious. You can inject it or squirt it in their face and you get the same benefit. But the CDC says you've got to give it to your kids. One CDC doctor says it seems criminal that we put out the recommendation to give this vaccine to babies without good data. We don't know what the risks are yet, so why push it so hard? FDA official says the public has no idea how bad the data really is. It would not pass muster for any other Authorization. One CDC scientist says it felt like we were a political tool. Uh, so this person got the vaccine, but then didn't get any boosters because they looked at the data and they're like, well, that doesn't do anything. So they went on a trip with their parents. And wherever they were going, they had to show that they were boosted. This, this doctor wasn't, this, not doctor, scientist at the CDC wasn't boosted. And uh, the scientist told the person, whatever, the travel agent or whoever it was, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not boosted. Oh, you got to be boosted. Why? Uh, and, and the, guy, the scientist like, well, show me the data. And the guy said, well, it's based off CDC recommendations. <laughs> He's like, I'm the, I'm the CDC. I'm the CDC guy. I'm the scientist. It's ridiculous. NIH scientist, there's a silence, an unwillingness for agency scientists to say anything, 
even though they know that some of what's being said out of the agency is absurd, no one is speaking out. How frustrating that everyone is just waiting by to retire. <laughs> but listen, it's easy for me to say, right? I haven't had to make this choice. Again, this per- someone says, I don't like any of this, but I just need to make it to my retirement. How about that? I don't know. Maybe that should be written on their tombstone, right? I don't like any of this, but just got to make it to my retirement. You can inject them with it or squirt it in their face. (laughs) The same benefit. Hey, Mike Slater, filling up for Armstrong Getty. They'll be back. Uh, They're the best. I miss them. But thanks for uh, listening in as I've uh, done my best to fill in. Mike Slater, MikeSlater.Locals.com. I'm Sean Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io/Parity. Flex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.